Chapter 18 of The Woman in the Alcove by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Closed Door. The road was once the highway, but the tide, having played so many tricks with its numberless bridges, a new one had been built farther up the cliff, carrying with it the life and business of the small town. Many old landmarks still remained, shops, warehouses, and even a few scattered dwellings. But most of these were deserted, and those that were still in use showed such neglect that it was very evident the whole region would soon be given up to the encroaching sea and such interests as are inseparable from it. The hour was that mysterious one of late twilight, when outlines lose their distinctness and sea and shore melt into one mass of uniform gray. There was no wind, and the waves came in with a soft plash, but not so near to the level of the road that it was evident, even to these strangers, that the tide was at its height and would presently begin to ebb. Soon they had passed the last forsaken dwelling, and the town proper lay behind them. Sand and a few rocks were all that lay between them now and the open stretch of the ocean, which, at this point, approached the land in a small bay, well guarded on either side by embracing rocky heads. This was what made the harbor at sea. It was very still. They passed one team and only one— Sweetwater looked very sharply at his team and at its driver, but saw nothing to arouse suspicion. They were now a half-mile from sea, and seemingly in a perfectly desolate region. "'A manufactory here!' exclaimed Mr. Gray. It was the first word he had uttered since starting. "'Not far from here,' was Sweetwater's equally laconic reply and the road taking a turn almost the moment of his speaking he leaned forward and pointed out a building standing on the right-hand side of the road with its feet in the water that's it said he they described it well enough for me to know it when i see it looks like a robber's hole at this time of night he laughed but what can you expect from a manufactory of patent medicine mr gray was silent he was looking very earnestly at the building it is larger than I expected, he remarked at last. Sweetwater himself was surprised, but as they advanced and their point of view changed, they found it to be really an insignificant structure, and Mr. Wellgood's portion of it was more insignificant still. In reality, it was a collection of three stores under one roof. Two of them were shut up and evidently unoccupied. The third showed a lighted window. This was the manufactory. It occupied the middle place and presented a tolerably decent appearance. It showed, besides the lighted lamp I have mentioned, such signs of life as a few packing boxes tumbled out on the small platform in front, and a whinnying horse attached to an empty buggy tied to a post on the opposite side of the road. "'I'm glad to see the lamp,' muttered Sweetwater. "'Now what shall we do? Is it light enough for you to see his face if I can manage to bring him to the door?' Mr. Gray seemed startled. "'It's darker than I thought,' said he. "'But call the man, and if I cannot see him plainly, I'll shout to the horse to stand, which you will take as a signal to bring this well-good nearer. 
but do not be surprised if i ride off before he reaches the buggy i'll come back again and take you up farther down the road all right sir answered sweetwater with a side glance at the speaker's inscrutable features it's a go and leaping to the ground he advanced to the manufactory door and knocked loudly no one appeared he tried the latch it lifted but the door did not open it was fastened from within strange he muttered casting a glance at the waiting horse and buggy then at the lighted window which was on the second floor directly over his head guess i'll sing out here he shouted the man's name well good i say well good no response to this either looks bad he acknowledged to himself and taking a step back he looked up at the window it was closed but there was neither shade nor curtain to obstruct the view did you see anything he inquired of mr gray who sat with his eye at the small window in the buggy top nothing no movement from the room above no shadow at the window nothing well it's confounded strange and he went back still calling well good the tied-up horse whinnied and the waves gave a soft splash and that was all if i accept sweetwater's muttered oath coming back he looked again at the window then with a gesture toward mr gray turned the corner of the building and began to edge himself along its side in an endeavor to reach the rear and see what it offered but he came to a sudden standstill he found himself on the edge of the bank before he had taken twenty steps yet the building projected on and he saw why it looked so large from a certain point of the approach its rear was built on the piles making its depth even greater than the united width of the three stores at low tide this might be accessible from below but just now the water was almost on a level with the top of the piles making all approach impossible save by boat disgusted with his failure sweetwater returned to the front and finding the situation unchanged took a new resolve after measuring with his eye the height of the first story he coolly walked over to the strange horse and slipping his bridle brought it back and cast it over a projection of the door by its aid he succeeded in climbing up to the window which was the sole eye to the interior mr gray sat far back in his buggy watching every movement there were no shades at the window as i have before said and once sweetwater's eye had reached the level of the sill he could see the interior without the least difficulty there was nobody there the lamp burned on a great table littered with papers but the rude cane chair before it was empty and so was the room he could see into every corner of it and there was not even a hiding-place where anybody could remain concealed sweetwater was still looking when the lamp which had been burning with considerable smoke flared up and went out sweetwater uttered in ejaculation and finding himself face to face with utter darkness slid from his perch to the ground approaching mr gray for the second time he said i cannot understand it the fellow is either lying low or he's gone out leaving his lamp to go out too but whose is the horse just excuse me while i tie him up again 
it looks like the one he was driving today it is the one well he won't leave him here all night shall we lie low and wait for him to come and unhitch this animal or do you prefer to return to the hotel mr gray was slow in answering finally he said the man may suspect our intention you can never tell anything about such fellows as he he may have caught some unexpected glimpse of me or simply heard that i was in town if he's the man i think him he has reasons for avoiding me which i can very well understand let us go back not to the hotel i must see this adventure through to-night but far enough for him to think we have given up all idea of routing him out to-night perhaps that is all he is waiting for you can steal back excuse me said sweetwater but i know a better dodge than that we'll circumvent him we passed a boat-house on our way down here i'll just drive you up procure a boat and bring you back here by water i don't believe that he will expect that and if he is in the house we shall see him or his light meanwhile he can escape by the road escape do you think he is planning to escape the detective spoke with becoming surprise and mr gray answered without apparent suspicion it is possible if he suspects my presence in the neighbourhood do you want to stop him i want to see him oh i remember well sir we will drive on that is after a moment what are you going to do oh nothing you said you wanted to see the man before he escaped yes but and that he might escape by the road yes well i was just making that little bit impractical a small pebble in the keyhole and why see now his horse is walking off gee i must have fastened him badly i shouldn't wonder if he trotted all the way to town but it can't be helped i cannot be supposed to race after him are you ready now sir i'll give another shout then i'll get in and once more the lonely region about echoed with the cry well good i say well good there was no answer and the young detective masking for the nonce as mr gray's confidential servant jumped into the buggy and turned the horse's head toward sea End of chapter eighteen